if you have your Bibles this morning, if you'd like to open up to Luke's Gospel, it's the first in a series of talks over the next few weeks on songs of expectation. So it's my privilege this morning to talk of the Magnificat, which is Mary's song. It's easier to say Mary's song. Um, so that's the first one in the series over the next few weeks. So I'm going to start here at uh, verse 39 of Luke chapter 1. At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt into her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Great ones. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. What a tremendous passage of scripture this morning. Where do we start? A song of expectation. Mary's song. There's some terrific anthems, I don't know if you've noticed. When we have like things like the Olympics or we have tremendous sport events, every nation seems to have its anthem. And you just have to look at the folk when they stand with their hand on their heart and they begin to sing their nation's anthem, you can tell. Oh, there's a passion there. There's something that's happening that goes far deeper than just the intellectual mind. Um, and they start to uh, express something of their national pride. And we're not any different here, of course. As you know, in our nation, we've got the English, the Irish, the, the Scots, <laughs> and the Welsh. <laughs> so there's some terrific anthems. There's one, believe it or not, and I don't want any Scotsman to be stoning me at the end of the service. (laughs) But there's some great anthems that we hear from time to time. I always like the last night of the proms when we're watching it. And there's much waving of flags and much bobbing up and down. Brass sections come in and tremendous percussion. And the anthem starts to build up. Land of hope and glory. It's a tremendous spectacle when you watch all this activity. There's a heart there, isn't there? People are passionate about what they're singing. It's a coronation song written by Edward Algars in 1901. And it was originally called Pomp and Circumstance 
military marches and it was written about soldiers going off to war. It became a metaphor for students marching out into the battlefield of life. Words were added by A.C. Benson, hearts in hope uplifted, loyal lips that sing, strong in faith and freedom, we have crowned our king. You could sing that, I won't avoid it for a moment this morning, but <laughs> we have crowned our king. Even one of the um, wrestlers, a guy called Macho Man Savage, has adopted this instrumental version as his entrance song as he goes into the ring to start his wrestling match. And then, of course, you've got the good old flower of Scotland. When will we see your lights again? <laughs> and then I was watching a bit of the rugby yesterday and Scotland managed to scrape through against Argentina. We thought you'd have been laying it on thick when South Africa beat us the other week, Rob, but you were very gracious to us. <laughs> but when they, put, when they scored the only try of the match yesterday, you heard the song ringing out, and I would walk 500 miles, <laughs> and I would walk 500 more to see Scotland score a try before we lose the match to the Argentinians. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was this easy to sing that yesterday because it was, it was touch and go whether they were going to make it or not and of course the Bible has some terrific anthems yeah. there are some terrific songs as we open up our Bibles together Exodus 15 is saying, it says this I'm singing it's from the message by the way I'm singing my heart out to God what a victory he pitched the horse and the rider into the sea and then Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, takes up a tambourine and sings with others, Sing to God Almighty, what a victory. He pitched the horse and rider deep into the sea. She has this great song when God has brought the people out of the Red Sea. There's a terrific background to this song here, which of course is Mary's song. These originals, these other songs took on something more than the original. Uh, you think of the Corries when they wrote uh, Flower of Scotland. You would never have believed it would have turned into an anthem. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they, it was just a folk song yeah. um, many, many years ago. And I think sometimes in scripture we find uh, a similar thing. Something starts off, it, it almost, it, it, this is true in the spirit, isn't it? When you come into God's presence, and then suddenly something which would be deemed to be quite ordinary, God the Holy Spirit comes into the house. Yeah. And then the whole atmosphere begins to change as God steps in. I was encouraged when the, Rob was encouraging us to come along to the prayer meeting. And I think for me, um, the, the God space coupled with prayer on Wednesday was a tremendous, it was such an occasion for me. I came in exhausted. You know when you ever get the the urge to just sink into the sofa and shut your eyes and not move anywhere. When I came in on Wednesday evening, I was really exhausted. There had been much, many things happening this, these last few days. But I found as we came into God's presence here, and as the Holy Spirit began to move amongst us, I felt invigorated, I felt renewed, I felt refreshed. Because what started off, by all accounts, as an ordinary time, very quickly became an extraordinary time as we began to worship and magnify and praise the Lord. So we should never be surprised when God steps into our lives. 
Now, I'm going to do a wee experiment here, but just bear with me for a moment. If you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 39, it says there, At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the whole country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, if you fast track to verse 59, it just says, And Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. I'm awful glad the rest of the song was included because you would have felt you'd missed something terribly if you'd missed the verses in between. It would have been awful if these verses had been missing. Now, I've got an example. I was hoping Ron would be here this morning because I was trying to find somebody that stayed outside Boness. So I've put here, for example, Ron and Leslie, 25th November, got ready and hurried to a town called Boness in the country, the whole country of West Lothian, where they attended Riverview Church and greeted the folks when they arrived. Then God showed up. You catch the drift? You know, we come here, I don't know if you've been in a hurry this morning, I don't know if you're running sometimes like me, still drying the back of your ears, trying to get ready. Uh, like this morning, I missed someone to go back to the house to pick it up. Sometimes we're in such a hurry, and then we find ourselves in God's presence. Yeah. Wow, isn't it amazing when God shows up yes. and God just yeah. breaks apart every, every preconceived idea we had? God just says, By the way, Ian, yeah. I'm going to show up this morning. Oh, isn't it worth it? When we come into His house, what starts off as something that might just be for us an ordinary time, very quickly God yeah. shows up. When Elizabeth heard, Mary's voice. First of all, there was a connection. Jesus could say, where two or three are gathered together, I'm right there mm. in the midst. Did you feel that this morning as we come in through the door? Mm. There's a connection, isn't there? How good to see, how good it is to sing praise to our God, the right and pleasant thing to praise his name. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house yeah, of the Lord. Oh, our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem, like a city built together where the people of God go up to praise the name of the Lord. There's something happens when the church, which has been scattered through the week, comes together, whether it be on a Wednesday or a Sunday, there's a connection that takes place. And the promise of Jesus is true. He says, where the two or three are gathered, I'm there. He never misses a meeting. He never is absent from our midst. There was a connection. As they gathered together, there was, there was a connection there between Mary and Elizabeth. Secondly, there was an action. It says, Scripture says, the baby leapt when they met together. The baby leapt in Elizabeth's womb. You remember the two on the Emmaus Road in Luke chapter 24. They said... When they realised suddenly it was Jesus that was walking along with them and talking up with them on the way, they said to each other later on, didn't our hearts burn within us while he walked with us and talked with us on the way? Oh, there's, there's something that happens when we come into the presence of God, when the Holy Spirit starts to work within us. There's something stirs deep within us when we begin to respond to the moving and the overture of the Holy Ghost within us. Maybe not the same way as Elizabeth, but there's a churning. I don't know if you ever sensed that 
when you're waiting on the Lord, there's a coming in of God. There's a sense of his presence. It goes, I'm grateful to God that it goes beyond here. Yeah. It goes yeah, yeah. beyond the intellect. Oh, that was a nice passage of scripture I had this morning. But when it gets into the depth of my being, yeah. and suddenly, right. uh, you know, the psalmist could say, my heart is indicting a goodly theme. I will address my verses to the king. When the word of God gets beyond here, gets beyond our heart, and gets beyond right into the bowels of our being, then something happens and something begins to stir up. There was a connection. There was an action. Something moved within the depth of our being. And then there was a manifestation. Scripture says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, isn't it wonderful when we come in to God's presence? We sense the presence of God, we feel His presence, and then the Holy Spirit begins to manifest and He shows up and begins to open up the Word of God to us. Oh, what has God got for us this morning, dear ones? I trust we haven't just come here to uh, spend an hour away. But we've come here to meet with God. Yes. We've come here to encounter the living God. Yes. Just as he gave Mary a song. A song of expectation. Oh, can I, can I exhort you this morning to find an expectation in yes. God this morning. As you've come here on this day, and almost the last uh, Sunday in November. To find God in a, perhaps a way that you've never found him before. What has God for you and I? This morning. And Mary said, In that meeting place, charged with the power of God, and she begins to sing out her song. I loved it when uh, when Elizabeth, when, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit fell upon Elizabeth, she starts to prophesy, doesn't she? When you when you read that scripture, let me just bear with me for a second while I find this verse. Yeah. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now there was a manifestation, it doesn't manifestation of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't have to come with volume. It can come in the still small voice, it can come in quietness and stillness. But on this occasion, verse 42, it says, In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you are you will bear. Isn't that tremendous? What a meeting! When God shows up and he speaks to speak prophetic words into it, it might just be a sentence. Never be afraid. When Tom's encouraging us to come forward and be obedient to God, never be afraid. Say, oh, I couldn't prophesy for 10 minutes or 5 minutes. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just be obedient and give what God has given you. And that's exactly what Elizabeth did there. She says, and let's move on. She says, my soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. She employs everything that she has to glorify and magnify her God. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. We often make much of this simple little word for. You know what the psalmist could say? Sing praises unto God, sing praises, hallelujah. And then you find that word for. It's like a hinge. And it says, for God is the King over all the earth. Sing praises unto him with understanding. Shout, for he is greatly to be praised. Yeah. There's a hinge there. She says, for the mighty one has done great things yes. for me, and holy 
is his name. Message puts it like this. I'm bursting with good news. I'm dancing the song of my saviour God. God took one look at me and look what has happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. And God, whose very name is holy, has set me apart from others. His mercy flows in wave after wave. He bared his arm. He showed his strength. He scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked the tyrants off their high horses. Pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a bank, but the callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced the chosen child Israel and remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what God promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. And notice this, she says, and holy is his name. Mary has a very, just a young girl, but never let age be a deciding factor. God can come to a young folk. We're praying for the children next door this morning, the children's church. Never underestimate the power of God in the life of a child. How much they can receive from God. So we were praying for them next door. And this young woman, she had a very high view of God. She said, holy is his name. He is holy. He is otherly. He is set apart from all others. It's good to worship the Lord, isn't it? To sing praise to our God, O Most High. It is said that Mary could well have had her finger in Psalm 147 as she was making this song, as she was giving this song. And, And it's interesting, actually, if you look at Psalm 147, it says, The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. I was saying to Tom the other day there, it was a lovely thought to think that Mary, I mean we have the privilege of sitting our grandson on our knee and if he'll stay there these days, he doesn't dwell too long on your knee. But you can just imagine Mary singing the Psalms to her son Jesus as a young baby. And uh, Jesus, of course, himself uh, very often quoted from the Psalms. Notice in verse 48, it says, For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And there's three words here, it says, From now on, all generations will call me blessed. I wonder, has God got from now on in your experience this morning? Is there a new beginning required this morning here? From now on, things will never be the same. The Mighty One has done great things. She says, for me. It's a very personal thing, isn't it? When we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to know him as a real and living person. The song begins to develop. What things has he done for me? What things have he done for Mary? What things has he done for you this morning? I wonder. If we had plenty of time, we could perhaps share something of our stories of how God has led us this morning, how God has touched our hearts and our lives. In verse 48, it says, He has been mindful. 
People always have something to say, and Mary was no exception. Expecting a child seemingly outside of wedlock, the tongues were beginning to wag big time. But in the midst of it all, she looked to her God and acknowledged that he had been mindful of her circumstances. He was alert to her life. He was alive to her circumstances. He was careful towards her. He was sensitive to her needs. And he was watchful. That's your God this morning. Perhaps you know this already, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves that God is mindful towards us. Some folk might negate as a second look, but you know what? God's is interested in your life and he's interested in mine. What things has he done for me? What has he done for you this morning? What had he done for Mary? He had been mindful of her state. Even against everything that was going on, she could say, he has been mindful. Secondly, she could say, he has been merciful. In verse 50, it says there, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He had compassion towards her. He was gracious. He was lenient. He was sympathetic. He was tender-hearted. And it's towards those who fear him, towards those who have put their trust in him. Samus could say, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. His mercy has got long arms. It extends from generation to generation. And that includes you and I here this morning. He has been merciful. And thirdly, he has been majestic. Someone who is majestic is one who is awesome, who is grand, who is magnificent, regal, royal, superb. Isn't it wonderful when God steps in? He has done great things for me. He has been majestic in my experience and in my life. He has scattered the proud. He has brought down the rulers from their thrones. And I like the message when it says, he has knocked the tyrants off their high horses. (laughs) But, and there's a lovely word in scripture, but he has lifted up the humble. That's your God this morning. He has been mindful. He has been merciful. He has been majestic. Psalm 1386 says, Though the Lord is high, he is near to the low, but the proud he sees from far away. And though I dwell in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. And then she could say this, he is bountiful. Man, that's an old-fashioned word, isn't it? You never hear anybody saying that. Eddie, may the Lord be bountiful to you this week when you're flying the plane. You know, we, we might just use that kind of language these days. It seems a bit old-fashioned, a bit dated. But the truth is rich. I found, and this happens to me quite a lot, as you know, um, I'm getting a bit older in years, but memories come back to me of old songs and hymns that we used to sing. Thankfully, Tom quite likes the songs as well, so I'm okay, I'm in good hands. And there's a song that says this, When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limits. 
His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. Mary could sing in her song that her God was bountiful. He is rich towards every one of us. And then lastly, he has been helpful. It's good to get a hand now and again, isn't it? Because we find we just kind of do it. We're singing a song and on the Wednesday at the God Space, the, the line, one of the lines that it said, I'm not enough. You know, I, I, I can't cope on my own, basically the truth. I'm not enough. I need the Lord in my life. Yeah. I need some help. I've got to acknowledge the fact that, you know, what is it, the sinner's theme tune? I did it my way. Yeah. You know, we, that's not your theme tune. If it is, it's a problem. Because we can't do it our way. We need God's grace in our hearts and in our lives. He has been helpful. He has been useful, practical, friendly. He has been kind. Now, Peter, you don't remember this song. It was, it was written by the Beatles. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. <laughs> now I'm not so self-assured. I find, I'm open up my mind, and I'll open up the door. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? The sentiment's the same, isn't it? We need help. We can't do it on our own. And Mary in her song is quite free to acknowledge the fact that her help is to be found in her God. And the wonderful truth is that God's help never fails. Yes, he's been helpful. Scripture says to his servant Israel, to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Isn't God's word wonderful? We can depend on his word. Heaven and earth may pass away, but his words will never pass away. He is dependable. He is reliable. He will never let you down. His promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. We can say, God, you've never failed me yet. You've never failed me yet. And then we come to that last verse, 56. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months. I love it when you get gaps in the scripture. I love it when we don't know the names of the folk that's involved. I love it when we've got a three-month gap when we don't know. Because sometimes we're awfully nosy. We want to know everything. But you know what? Sometimes God says, I've closed that up to you. And sometimes it's so we can put ourselves in the gap. The scripture doesn't tell you the name of somebody. It's easier to say, well, I could be in there, Lord. Yeah. That could be me. Right. And the three months could be a, you know, a time when God is wanting to deal with us and say to us, look, I want to deal with your life. It's going to take a wee while. And then we just need to open up a space for God to do something in our hearts and our lives. I'm glad we don't know what happened in that three months when Mary spent that time with Elizabeth. But it wasn't wasted time. It was a rich time when God was working. We know that babies were developing. In fact, not too long after Elizabeth's son, John, was born. That's the theme of another song. So I better not touch that. <laughs> <laughs> what a visit. 
What an encounter with God. What a song. What a change. Remember the words that Mary said from now on. Something happened. When we encounter God, we're never surprised when God says, look, I want to change something in your life, Ian. There's going to be a from now on. On this, is it the 25th of November the day? Mm-hmm. 25th of November, there's going to be a from now on in your life and in mine this morning. What a change. What wonderful things the mighty God has done for me. What mighty things the almighty God had done for Mary. Because in Luke one thirty seven it says, For nothing is impossible with God. Songs of expectation. Mary's song. May that be true for you and I this morning. During this coming Advent that unfolds before us. For nothing is impossible with God. Just going to finish with. I think we're going to sing this song in closing today. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. He's a good, good father. May God bless these thoughts to your heart this morning as we go on in the week that lies ahead.
Words were added by A.C. Benson, hearts in hope uplifted, loyal lips that sing, strong in faith and freedom, we have crowned our King. You could sing that, I won't avoid it for a moment this morning. But <laughs> we have crowned our King. Even one of the